0: This is the, City on the Hills podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your hearts and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Well, friends, it's my delight to be able to share God's word with you today and this is our 5th part of our series called Stretch Out. And I believe God wants us not only to to, to hold back. I don't believe God wants us to live a life of complacency. God wants us to live live a life of revelation, revelation of seeing who He is, His bigness, His largeness, what He's done for us, and then our response to that. See, religion is all about us doing, initiating, and God responding. But relationship is about God initiating, and you and I responding. We've been marveling at God's amazing initiation. We've been marveling at God's stretching, how He has stretched. Himself beyond how He stretched out. And the Bible says His arm is not too short to save. He stretched out to save us. And, uh, and today I'm going to continue looking at how you and I can engage with the promises of God. And even though I believe every single season of stretching, remember we spoke about giving birth to the promises of God and how that involves stretching, but I believe every single time... GOD WANTS US TO TAKE HOLD OF MORE. THE PROMISE INCLUDES OPPOSITION. THE PROMISE INCLUDES OPPOSITION. REMEMBER WHAT HAPPENED WITH MOSES WHEN ALL THE BABIES WERE GETTING BORN, WHEN THERE WAS A LOT OF STRETCHING, BECAUSE STRETCHING PRECEDES GIVING BIRTH TO SOME OF THE of the WARRIORS AND SOME OF THE PROMISES OF GOD. WHEN ALL THOSE b- BABIES WERE BEING BORN, uh, Pharaoh um, ISSUED A DECREE AND HE SAID, LITERALLY, ALL THE YOUNG BOYS NEED TO BE MURDERED. ALL THE BOYS WERE MURDERED. THERE WAS AN ATTACK UPON the birthing of God's promises. And the same happened when Jesus Christ was born. The Bible actually says that, that, that Jesus' parents had to flee to Egypt. Why? Because Herod wanted to kill all the children, all the boys under the age of two were going to be murdered, were going to be killed, and I believe every single time. The promise is birth every single time God stretches us, every single time we take hold of more, we take some faith steps, right after that comes a crisis of belief, right after that, th- that the enemy wants to come and steal the very promises of God. And I'm yet to say to you, friends, is that, that one of the key ways that the enemy steals these pro- the, the promises of God in your life, one of the key ways the enemy gets you and me to hold back, to shrink back, one of the key ways he does this is through fear. F E A R, fear. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. The enemy likes to distract you. With fear, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. The Bible actually says that perfect love casts out all fear. And I believe today, when you and I, when you and I embrace what God is doing, when we embrace the stretching, if you've just given birth to children, you know, just just actually raising kids stretches you. If you've gotten married, it stretches you. If you got involved in a local church and you're getting planted in your local church, it stretches you. But when we get stretched, I believe that God is. He's actually wanting to involve, fill us with faith, fill us with something of courage, of boldness instead of fear, The enlarging. When God enlarges us and when God restores us, we are often confronted with an attack of fear. I believe that stretching in itself is scary. Stretching in itself you could feel like, whoa, man, look at what's happening. Am I going to make this? It's uncomfortable and it's scary. AND I WOULD LIKE TODAY TO LOOK AT THE PROMISES OF GOD AND SOME VERSES FROM ISAIAH 54, HOW YOU AND I ARE GOING TO BE ABLE TO SEE THAT THESE VERSES COME WITH GREAT PROMISE, BUT THEY ARE NOT CHEAP, FRIENDS. They are actually very valuable and very significant. Um, and they're not only about temporary breakthrough. Sometimes people read the Scriptures and they say, no, man, that's a beautiful text in Isaiah uh, 54. It's beautiful. You know, God's giving these promises and maybe it says for me, my temporary, my, my year and now, but God is actually saying, no, when He brings about a miracle, when He brings about a promise, it's not only for your life here on earth, it's for eternity. Because our God is not in time. He's not limited by time. And what you're experiencing right now does not have to be the end. It can can be something of an, an unlocking that outlives your temporary life here on earth. So let's get into Isaiah 54. I'm so grateful. Let's get into verse 11. It says, Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted. I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations, with lapis lazuli. Isn't that awesome? God is saying, even though you've been battered, even though you've been bruised, even though it's been uncomfortable, even though it's been hard, God is saying, I'm going to rebuild you. I'm going to restore you. And I'm not just going to restore you with, with cheap kind of like, uh, Unvaluable stones or va- or common stones. I'm going to restore you with royalty with uncommon stones. Verse 12 says, I will make your battlements of rubies, he says, your gates of sparkling jewels, and your walls with precious stones. I love this that God is saying, What I'm going to do in your life is going to be so powerful, and it's going to carry great quality. It makes me think of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where God actually says that you can build with wood and straw, or you can build with gold, silver, and precious stones. That's how God wants to build our lives, because gold, silver, and precious stones outlast any fire, any storm, anything that might come against it, any attack of the enemy, and outlasts. Maybe if you're sitting next to someone, tell someone next to you, you're an outlaster. Your life and your works here on earth can live beyond you. Friends, one of the biggest mistakes we make is we live a temporary life. We live for the here and the now, and we miss out on the eternal inheritance that God has got for us. Let's go to verse 13. It says, and all your children will be taught by the Lord. Friends, I want to just prophesy this over you, is number one, that, 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 that If you've given birth to any children, physical or maybe you've got some spiritual children, God says he will teach our children. He's going to raise our children. He's going to impart into our children. He says, and great will be their peace. Friends, you know what? I've learned this is that sometimes some generations are not willing to, uh, willing to embrace the discomfort. Some generations are not willing to be stretched in their generation and in their time. They're not willing to be faithful in their time. Moms and dads, if you're not willing to be faithful right now, your children are going to fight battles that you should have fought for them. Church of Jesus Christ, even specifically City on a Hill Church, if we're not willing to in our time fight the battles that God's called us to fight and we're not willing to be faithful with what God's called us to be faithful with, the generation after us is going to say, We now having to fight battles that the previous generation had to fight. Now I'm trusting for Jesus to return, but if he tarries, I want to ask you, What do you want to leave the next generation? Do you want to leave them peace or do you want to leave them with war? Verse 14 says, In righteousness, you will be established, tyranny will be far from you, you will have nothing to fear, terror will be far removed, it will not come near you." Isn't that amazing? You can face extreme challenge, you can face extreme stretching, you can be extremely challenged and actually saying, Lord, I'm facing a great battle, I'm facing a great storm. You you can actually be facing a lot of challenges, but God is saying you can face that without fear. You don't have to face terror. Terror is another way of saying fear. See, friends, often we think that if there's terror, then there's a reason to be terrified. There's a reason to be terrified, friends. Often, there's not a reason. It's not always a reason to be terrified. Just the other day, I drove down. I drove up to Columbus, Ohio, to Marie and myself with our kids. We were at the privilege to preach at uh, this amazing church called 614 Church in Columbus, Ohio, and we just bought a car. Um, in in South Af- uh, in in the u s uh, just just literally for for, for we needed we need temporary transportation, and so we were driving on our way to Columbus and we started hearing this click 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 sound on the rear on, on the front wheels and I've stopped I'm telling you friends, we stopped probably more than six times. I looked at it, I turned it, I tried to get what's going on with the sound, and at times when we hit a bump, the whole car would shake, <laughs> and I kind of thought, whoa, it's going to be the end of the world, oh, this car is, wow, we bought, wow, I made a big mistake by buying this car, and yes, we didn't pay much for the car, um, because really, friends, you know, we're still waiting for some of the things to work out, and, and we don't have, uh, you know, we don't have our visa settled yet, we don't have things sorted out, All it's not all kind of in place yet, so we, we this is a, this is a, a solution for the now, and um, and friends, I started feeling terrified. I started feeling quite tense, and um, and friends, you know what happened to me? I, I I ended up realizing there's nothing I can do. I'm doing the best I can. I looked if the wheels are loose. I looked if the tie rod ends. I looked if the CV joints. There's nothing I can do, and so all I could do was I could give it to God. I prayed, and I, we had to be in Columbus, Ohio at 6 p.m. that day. And I knew if I stopped again I would become I would be late. So I just decided we're just going to keep on powering forward. And at, when it click click click, I just kept on praying and then I, I just kept on praying. And I remember Henny Kater with Ashley Bell once when the car broke down on their way, I think they were c- coming through Malawi or Mozambique and they stopped and uh, they just couldn't do anything and, and, and Henny picked up the, the bonnet and he prayed and he closed the bonnet and he said, looked at Ash and he said, Ash, we're just going to keep on driving." And Ashley was like, Are you crazy? This car's not going to make it. And he just, they just kept on moving. Then that night, dropped Ashley off, parked the car. The next morning drove it to one of the you know, motor mechanics. The mechanic looked at it and said, Listen, how did you get this car here? And, and Henny Kater said, I drove it from my house. He said, I don't even think you could drive it from your house. he says, No, no, no. I've been driving it from up in Africa all the way down to Richmond in KwaZulu-Natal. That's how Father's car's driven, and the, mecha- the mechanics like it's impossible. And so, friends, I realized that we can't ignore some of the warning signs. We have to listen to those warning signs. But once you've engaged with all of it, and it's it's there, don't let the enemy make it worse than what it is. Let me tell you what happened to us. We got to the to the to the auto shop in Columbus, Ohio. They tested everything. They thought maybe I thought it was wheel bearings. I thought maybe it was some issues with, the, with, the, with the, the, the wheel alignment, the wheel balancing. We checked everything before we went, but we couldn't see. The, the mechanic thought maybe there was some others, there's like a, some seals that has gone. He looked at everything. He said he couldn't find anything wrong. And then just after three hours thought, let me just make sure that the wheels are tightened nicely. And then he tightened the wheels and you won't believe this, or you will. <laughs> he tightened the wheels and then the sound was gone. And actually all that happened was there was a little bit of play on the one wheel because the, the, the nuts were loose. It wasn't as tight as what they were supposed to be. And so I realized that something that sounded so big and something that, that, that brought terror to me was actually something that was so small, but the enemy enlarged it. He made a, a molehill, he made it a mountain in my mind. And so f- friends, for me, this is one of the biggest things that God wants to release right now in your life, that even though you are facing challenge, even though you are facing maybe a reason to be scared or a reason to fear, I'm here to say to you, friends, will you please take some time to assess? Take this real reality, take it into the presence of God. One of the biggest things that I could do with my cars, I could take it, number one, to someone that that is qualified to look at it. And sometimes we have situations that make noises in our lives that bring about terror that brings about fear that brings about a sense of, of a, 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 like like you f- you feel like angst in your a stress in your heart God is wanting you to bring that very situation into his presence into his presence bring it into uh, your prayer pray life and not just that bring it into the presence of other counselors the bible says this in the in the in the presence of counselors, there's wisdom. God brings wisdom through the multitude of counselors. Isn't that amazing? That you and I can do two things. Number one, bring what brings us fear, what brings us um, turmoil in our hearts, what brings us terror. That, that very thing that brings us that kind of like, whew, I'm, not, I'm feeling extremely challenged. I'm feeling a- anxious about this. You can bring that into God's presence and you can bring that before others. And you know, it's amazing what happens. When you bring into God's presence, you get peace. And you get confidence, but also when you bring it to a brother or a sister in Christ, they can give you perspective and say, no man, this is false evidence appearing to be real. False evidence. I thought my bearings are gone. I've, not my bearings, my, my bearings of the car. I thought it was way worse than what it actually was. And friends, for me, even just as we are in the United States at the moment, friends, those of you who do not know, we're right in the middle of, in the in between. We, we don't have anything firm and certain, but we are pioneering and we're pressing forward. On the other hand, we've let go of so much and we, like God, we really need, I mean, I'm not allowed to have a bank account. I'm not allowed to get a social security number yet. Um, I'm facing some, we're facing, our family's facing battles. Our kids are not allowed to be schooled. Um, We're getting to know a whole new culture. So many differences. I mean, amazing people, an amazing church that God's connected us with, but yet we're not, we don't have a lot of clarity, and we don't have a lot of certainty. But I've learned that faith is not the absence of, certain, uh, of, of uncertainty. It might be you might be in a very uncertain season and still be filled with faith. And I, you know, friends, even in the midst of that, even in the midst of, of the greatest challenge, in the midst of real attack of the enemy, I'm experiencing peace. Even in the midst of this, we have peace that passes understanding, peace that makes no sense. Isn't that amazing? Verse 15 of Isaiah 54 says, If anyone does attack you, it'll not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. He says this. He says, God sovereignly, friends, will allow attacks to come, but He does not He doesn't override free will. So here's the thing, friends, often we think nothing bad's gonna happen. No, when bad things do happen, God's saying, I'm not the author of the attack, I merely allowed that attack, but I will not waste that attack. When attacks come and he knows they are going to come because Jesus said in this world you will have tribulation. He says um, he, it will not be his doing. So don't blame God. Don't b- blame God when things don't go your way. Don't blame God when you face that illness. Don't blame God for the challenges. Actually what we sh- what we could be doing is we should say, God, this does not take you by surprise. I believe that he's the initiator of victory, not the initiator. Of attacks. Let's look at verse 16. And I love this. He says in verse 16, he says, um, See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for his work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. See, just like Pharaoh, God raised up Pharaoh, but so that God could annihilate the enemy, so that God could build faith into the Israelites, so that God could reveal himself to. to his people. Just like Goliath, I believe that God created, God, God, God raised up Goliath, but Goliath was a gift to David because without Goliath, David would not have been able to overcome this giant. And so often our biggest giants, our biggest challenges, we rebuke them, but it doesn't take God by surprise. God is saying, I will use the very challenges that you have. I will use it for my glory and for your benefit. It says in verse 17 of Isaiah 54, it says no weapon formed against you will prevail. Another translation says will prosper and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Watch this. He's saying, he doesn't say that weapons will not be formed against you. He actually says the weapons that are formed against you, they are weapons and they are going to be formed against you. He says, but they will not prosper. They will not prevail. Now watch this. And then he adds this and no tongue that accuses you He says, I will refute those tongues that accuses you. The enemy is the the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us. And if you find finding words of accusation that brings about fear and discomfort and and discouragement into your heart, God is saying, actually, no no tongue that comes against you, no word that comes against you will prosper. And God says, I will nullify every lie of the enemy, every scheme, every word spoken against you. Friends, they are weapons. That you might be facing right now that have been formed weapons of discouragement, weapons maybe of economic pressure. You might have some financial pressure right now, weapons of sicknesses that have been formed against you, weapons of disappointments. There's storms that are, might be raging around you, and you're like, Lord, I don't know how to handle this. These storms are just far greater than I can handle. I'm here to say to you that, friends, the heritage of the people and the children of God is that we can stand secure in the greatest storms. We can build our lives on the rock of Jesus Christ. We can build our lives on His His finished work. We can build our lives on Him. We can hear what He says. We can put that into practice. No weapon. Friends, when the weapons come against you, when the discouragement, when the fear, when the lies of the enemy come against you, you could say, God, no weapon formed against me will prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. I believe that God wants to right now just release some faith in your heart. If you've got faith in you, if you're saying, Mark, you don't understand what I'm facing right now. You don't understand the pain and the uncertainty and the fear that I'm experiencing right now. I want, it, I want to be able to just read this song, the words of the song over you today. It's, it's such a powerful, powerful um, message. It's, it's by, this, it's by this, uh, the belonging co- company and, and um, uh, it's, it's a couple of worship leaders that came together to sing this song, and it's all about Christ being our firm foundation. It says here, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus because he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations, so why would he fail now? Then it says, no, he won't. He won't. He won't fail me now. He says, I still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So why won't, uh, so I won't be going under. He says, I'm not held by my own strength. Friends, I don't know. Some people, you might be feeling like you're going to go under. You feel like your marriage is going to go under. You feel like your business is going to go under. You feel like your education's going to go under. He says this, because I've built my life on Jesus. And he's never let me down. He's faithful in every season. So why would he fail now? No, he won't. He won't. He won't. He won't fail me. He won't fail me now. Then they sing, Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. Because he's never let me down. He's... Faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? Now listen to the bridge. It says that rain came and the wind blew. My house was built on you. I'm safe with you, Jesus. I'm going to make it through. Oh, rain came and the wind blew, but my house was built on you. Oh, I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. Friends, I'm here to say to you that the rain came, the wind can blow, but we are safe with Jesus. The weapons can be formed, but none of them will prosper. Yes, we're going to be stretched, and yes, we might feel fear. But friends, when you feel fear, when you hear the click, click, click sound, will you take that to Jesus and find peace in the storm? And will you bring other believers around you, get plugged into your life group, be connected with other believers? Celebrate with people on Sunday so that the truth can override the lie and that you can experience the freedom and the peace of God. If you're far from God today, I want to encourage you to spend your, just to open your heart and to say, Jesus, I want to spend my life on you. I want to become a follower of Jesus. I want to put my faith in Jesus, the one on whom I can build my life even when the storms and the wind come. But if you're close to God, Today I want to say to you, and I want to prophesy over you, no more fear in Jesus' name, that you would believe God, that you would trust Him, and that even if the stretching is uncomfortable, and even if the stretching is scary, that you'll embrace it, embrace the promises of God, because your life is built on Jesus, and He's building your life with gold, silver, with precious stones in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's worship Him together. I'm hoping that you can maybe get some of the words of this song um, right now, but just there where you are, could you open your heart? thanks for joining us for today's message don't forget to check out our website or visit city on a hill international on instagram or facebook for our updates celebration times or ways you can get involved we are also streaming our message on facebook live so make sure you join us or share the post thanks again for checking out our podcast we'll see you soon